When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you bright and early Sunday morning. Well, I'll be honest with you. For me, it's late Saturday night, so it is what it is. But uh, I had to get this recorded for you for the Last Minute Thoughts, keeping you up to date on everything going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Having the last of their three-game home stretch that they had uh, here in, in week Eight, nine, and ten. This is the last one. They are hosting the Green Bay Packers at 1 p.m. when God intended NFL football to be played at Acrisure Stadium. Steelers have had 10 days off. They've had the rest. They should be able to come out here and be ready to go against this Packers team. So let's get all caught up on everything going on. As I already said, home game. Nice, good, fun. Now, the thing that's interesting is how things used to be versus how things are now when it comes to television and watching the NFL. It used to be that, you know, that the AFC games were on CBS and the NFC games were on Fox. And if it was an AFC versus NFC matchup, it was the visiting team. That would be what determined who was covering the broadcast. So in this case, you would think, uh uh-oh, Visiting team coming to Pittsburgh, that's a Fox game. It is not. It is a CBS game because they have these much more mixed up now. So much so, so much so, for those of you that are like, oh, I never get the Steelers games because I get stuck with, uh, like, the Ravens or the Browns. Well, guess what? The Ravens and Browns are playing each other. Or you can even be like, oh, sometimes I get stuck with the Bengals. The Bengals are playing Houston. These are all early games. The Bengals game is on CBS. So if you're usually getting the, the Bengals, you're probably going to get stuck getting the Bengals. But when it comes to the Browns and the Ravens, that game's on Fox. That game is on Fox. 
So that's that's one that's a little bit surprising. So this would be one where normally I've now have Sunday ticket, but before I had Sunday ticket, this would be one like, oh, am I going to get this? Well, the Baltimore station's not showing the Steelers game because they're not showing any the the Baltimore CBS station isn't showing any game early because they don't want to have a game on during the Ravens, which will be on the Fox station. Instead, they're only showing a late CBS game. But there's I, I get I get two stations uh, living in in the area that I live in. I get two CBS stations. The other one's out of DC, and therefore I get the Steelers. I'll have it on my regular TV, which means I can pause it, rewind it during commercials, and and be able to do a little bit more with it, which is always nice to do that. But anyway. If you're wondering if you get the game, as I like to point out, at I think it's bright and early. I think it might be 7 a.m. Pittsburgh time. That is correct. I just double-checked it. We will have the article at steelcurdnetwork.com that gives you the map of the games to see if you will if you are one that will get the Steelers game. There's a lot of the country that that's that it looks like it does, not as much as last week. It was like everyone was getting the Steelers game except for a couple markets. This one is it's it's hit or miss. It's like it, it it's scattered everywhere. I'll, I'll tell you, pretty much the entire, almost the entire East Coast down to South Carolina is getting this game outside of Baltimore, where they're only doing a late game, as I mentioned before. Other words, you're going to get that. There's a lot of it in the Midwest. It's just really hit or miss. The best thing you can do is go to steelcurdnetwork.com and check out that map to see if you're going to be getting the Steelers game. If you haven't already looked ahead on whoever your provider is to see if you'll get the game. Cool. There's a, that's enough about that one. Let, let's get rolling with some more of this other information. So what's the spread? What's the deal right now? Well, it's moved a little bit back and forth, whatnot. I'm looking at it on Saturday evening, as I said, or later Saturday night. It's been dark for several hours, so it feels like it's late at night. The Steelers are favored by three points, the typical home point spread. And the over-under is 38 and a half. So they're not expecting this to be a high-scoring game. And the Steelers should should eke it out is basically the way this is working. Now, what's interesting is as I'm looking at this, I'm I'm actually looking at DraftKings right now. So if I'm looking at DraftKings right now with what the spread is, you you're actually getting a plus 100 on taking the Packers at plus three, and a minus 120 of taking the Steelers at minus three. So that means it's leaning more towards the Steelers if 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 you can look at it that way. But they're trying to get. You know, maybe Steelers fans saying, oh, just three, I'll, I'll take that one. But that's the line for what it's worth. Some people, they, they've they never bet on a game in their life, but they want to know what the line is for the Steelers just to know. Another thing that could, that, that could be an issue is the weather. And you know what? It's not. Not an issue this week. It looks like it's going to be a very nice day in Pittsburgh. It's supposed to be cloudy in the morning, mostly sunny in the afternoon. High of, I think, 51 or 52 it is. Um, but if, if you look at the hourly, it's supposed to be at kickoff at 1 o'clock, sunny, 50 degrees. Sunny, 50 degrees. So 50 degrees, sunshine, you know, not, not roasting. Sounds like some really nice football weather if you're going to watch it on a Sunday afternoon. So... I'm going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to take our break now because when we come back, we want to talk about the the roster moves and the players that are on the on the injury report. And, of course, give you some 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 of my thoughts going into the game. So stick around. We'll be right back. Life's better with American Family Insurance. 
Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. Let's get into it. Injured report, more important, status report. You know, I might mention what happened with practice on Friday, maybe if it's important, but probably not. Most Steelers fans have already heard Minka Fitzpatrick out. Didn't practice all week. Didn't, you know, it didn't go on IR before, you know, on Thursday. So this is two games missed. So you're hoping that maybe he can come back uh, in the next couple of weeks, but it just wasn't happening this week. Maybe we'll find out more about it next week on Tuesday. But first, let's worry about this one. Here's another one. Montrevis Adams, who left the game only after a couple snaps on Thursday night, he was with an ankle. He didn't practice all week. He was ruled out on Friday. Now the Steelers, they don't have to make any kind of move on the defensive line. They're actually carrying, they're carrying enough players that they can have two inactive and they still have six. They have it because they're carrying eight right now. So that wasn't that much of a big deal. The other thing that is important, though, is it looks like Adam's injury isn't going to be as long as what some thought it could have been because he did not go on IR before this game. So hopefully that means uh, uh, that's going there. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be Keanu Benton that's going to be the starter. We'll see what happens, um, see if he's starting to nose tackle or, or what the Steelers will do. But when he comes to the Packers, they have quite a list. They actually have seven names on their list. They have five players that are questionable. And those five players are defensive lineman Kenny Clark with a shoulder, safety Rudy Ford with a calf, center slash guard Josh Myers with a knee, tackle, oh, I don't know, I'm going to screw this up, Josh Nijman with a back, and guard John Runyon with a neck. Now, I, one thing that I found interesting, I could not find anywhere that the Packers elevated an offensive lineman on Saturday. So that means chances are a couple of these guys are going to be all right to dress. So uh, I'm not even sure how many they have on their roster. I didn't take the time to look, but we'll see. Now, the other two players aren't ruled out, but they're doubtful. And that's linebacker Quay Walker with a groin. And then the big one, cornerback um, Jair Alexander, or Jair, however you say, I always screw up his first name. Alexander, I, I know him. He's one of the premier cornerbacks in the league. He had been injured, came back and played last week, but I think he had a back before. Now it's a shoulder. He's doubtful. Now, I don't know how the Packers are, but the Steelers, if they say you're doubtful, they might as well just call you out because they're they're just not going to do it. Um, I didn't see any change in status there, but I would be really surprised to see Alexander or Walker playing in the game. And that's that's a pretty significant deal. Now, when it came to roster moves, the only thing that I could find from the Packers' official website is that they said that they signed a safety to the active roster. They didn't say elevate. They said signed to the active roster. So I don't know if they had an open roster spot or something of that nature because they didn't say that there was a corresponding move. But that's just the, the, the verbiage that they used on their own website. Um, and that was safety in his gains, who's been on their roster before practice squad back and forth kind of guy. Now, the reason that that's interesting is that might mean that 
safety Rudy Ford, who was questionable, is not going to be able to go. I don't know if that's what that meant or not. We shall see when the inactive list comes out 90 minutes prior to kickoff, so around 11.30 a.m. today. Now, the Steelers, they made two roster moves. Well, it was one move with two players. They elevated two players from the practice squad. Elevated two players from the practice squad. And the two players that they elevated were it's interesting because I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna screw up a name here because it's exactly what I do. But um it was Tyreek Campbell. I'm pretty sure I'm getting the name right. Tyreek Campbell. Um there was one of two linebackers that they were gonna gonna bring up, most likely. Um, I don't know if it's Macau or Michael. I, I say Macau Walker is a player, lots of NFL experience linebacker with the, I mean, started like 12 games last year with the Falcons, but he didn't get the call up. But part of that probably was he's only been with the Steelers two weeks. He, he was signed to the practice squad. I'm pretty sure it was the day after the Jacksonville game. So he hasn't been there all that long. So that might've been why the Steelers went with who they went with, with Tariq Carpenter. The other player that they elevated, this was interesting. I'm wondering what the in, what the inactive list is going to look like because of this. It was safety Trenton Thompson. Now, Steelers fans, in your not-too-distant memory, you should be thinking of Trenton Thompson. He spent all the training, well, almost all the training camp with the Steelers. I think he was brought in like the first couple days of August. Uh, he got released. Um, I can't even remember who it was, but it doesn't matter. Um, but he had an interception in the preseason. He looked good in the preseason, and he was one of those guys that some people thought could have been a sleeper to maybe make the roster, but he was one of the first guys signed to the practice squad when the, in the when they first announced the players. So what's interesting is last week when Fitzpatrick was out, the Steelers did not elevate anyone from the practice squad. They just didn't have any of their cornerbacks inactive. They like Darius Rush had been inactive. They had him active. Um, I, or Levi Wallace was the week, you know, the week before it was Levi Wallace, not Rush. Rush was the week before that because Wallace was injured. So, what I, you know, Patrick Peterson, you know, filled in so much safety and they had all their cornerbacks. So, to bring in another safety for this game, I don't know who's going to be inactive. I don't. I had a guess as if they were, you know, when I do this article, when the Steelers, when they had it be, had it be six, it's so now they're going to have to have seven players. I, I felt pretty confident in six of what it would be, but now it's going to be seven. So the six I'm confident in are the two that were ruled out in Fitzpatrick and Adams. It's going to be another defensive lineman that they're only going to need to carry six. The question is, is it, is it uh Fahoko? Or Watts. I assume that it would be Fahoko unless they specifically wanted him because it was a nose guard in Adams who was out. So one one of those two players, I, who knows? Maybe they go with both. That would be that would be quite interesting to see how that would play out. Um, with only having five defensive linemen, so I, that doesn't seem right. So then I have that that it would be uh, one of the. Why can't well, well Mason Rudolph? He's the third quarterback, and Dylan Cook is the last offensive lineman. So, so that's the rest of them. I think it'd be one of the two other running backs of the either Goblin Iguabuke or Anthony McFarland. That it would be one of the two. 
now even just one of those two and one of the other two, there's still someone else that they got to figure out. I don't know what it's going to be. It'll be really interesting to see. Do they have a different member of the secondary? I don't see any other defensive players that they're going to need their linebackers. They're inside and they're outside. Do they go with only five defensive linemen? Are they going to try to get by doing that? Um, wide receiver, who, who are they not going to have active? I mean, Miles, Miles Boykin is one of your main special teams guys. Um, are they only going to go with two running backs? Who's going to return kickoffs? I, I, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what that is when it comes out. So that's part of the reason why I was surprised that the Steelers made the moves that they did. All right. Now, just to give you some of my thoughts on this game as we're running a little bit late because I decided to uh, give some explanation to that. All right. So as as usual, you know, like some of the keys of the game are X factors. Um, Jeff Hartman from on the offensive side with the article that we'll have out later today with the X factors, he went with the running backs. He went with, with uh, Najee and Jalen Warren. Me for the defensive side, I'm actually going with a Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander. I think it's going to be very key to see how the Steelers utilize stuff with him. If you want to throw Mark Robinson in, that, that's fine too. But I think the other two are going to get the main amount of work. The problem is Roberts is not good against the pass and Alexander is not good against the run. So how are they going to do in their non-specialized area? Because those two guys, the Steelers were trying to get, get excuse me, on the field in the right situation while having Cole Holcomb out there all the time. Now there's no Holcomb. So what are you going to do? How is that going to work? I think that's going to be important. I also think it's going to be important. Uh, a key to the game is, is, is starting fast. You've got to do something again in the first quarter. Really would be nice on the first drive. You know what? I would love to see more than anything in this game. Yes, it was great to see the Steelers score touch on their first drive. Yes, it was. But then they followed it up with two three and outs for the rest of the quarter. How about no three and outs? Even if you don't get points on the board on every drive, at least get a first down on every drive. It seems like if the Steelers get a first down, they're almost they're they're very likely to score points because it's either feast or famine the way it's going. So if the offense can do that, defense needs to start strong, come out, make a statement early. The Packers are not a great first half team, so just bury them right off the bat. Bury them off the bat. Now, they're more of a third-quarter team while the Steelers are more of a fourth-quarter team. I know um, Jeremy talked about that some on the, on the Q&A this week um, and some other stuff that he was when he was doing things. So it's going to be important that, that the defense has to really make a statement. So if you get the offense moving the ball and actually putting points on the board early and the defense stepping up and, and setting the tone, get a lead and play with it. I mean – the Steelers got a lead last last game. I guess it was last week, although it was 10 days ago. They got the lead, but they did surrender that lead, and then they had to come back and get it later. Get a lead and hold it. Uh, the Steelers fans have had too many coronary games. You know, you know, edge of your seat, all they're going to do it, all they're killing me, all that other stuff. Wouldn't it be nice if the Steelers just came out today and just won definitively? not like they had to absolutely crush, but just, you know, maybe at some point it gets within one score. But other than that, you know, get a two-score lead and, you know, maybe it drops back to one score, but then on their next position, they get it right back up to two. And just kind of have a game like that. They almost had that against the Raiders in, in week three, but then they didn't finish it off stronger the way they needed to. 
it would be nice to get one of those types of games. And I think this is one of those games that would be really important to do that. So to me, that's what I really want to see from this game. I'm, I am I picked the Steelers to win this one. I want to see them win decisively. I want to see them come out and play well. And I've, I've gone on about on StatGeek this week in an article. I'm tired of the, of the talking so much about numbers that don't matter. Oh, the Steelers are getting out gaining yards. As I said before, when the game is over, they don't, they don't award the victory to the team that has the most yards. Now, I want to see them get more yards. I want to do because they'd be winning in dominating fashion. Oh, they're not scoring 30 points. I'm sorry. There's a lot of teams in the NFL that win games without getting the 30 points. It's happened a lot this year. These points are down some. Or, oh, the Steelers had this huge streak of no, no games going over 400 yards of offense. It's not about 400 yards of offense. It's about winning the game. And honestly, I'm okay if the Steelers are not 400 yards of offense. I would much rather see them control the clock, have this be a low possession game, meaning it's not, oh, you know, the team's got the ball. A minute later, the other team's got the ball. Oh, they either score quick or, or punt quick, and oh, the other team's got the ball back, back and forth. Lots of possessions. I'd rather be like, oh, the Steelers got the, oh, look, they got the ball with 12 minutes left in, in the third quarter. And I'm like, oh, look, the Steelers are lining up for a field goal. What? There's only four minutes left in the quarter? That's what I want, you know, that kind of game. I don't care if you if you're playing that kind of game. It doesn't matter how many yards you gain. So uh, I just want to see the Steelers come out, come out and do what they can do. I don't want another hat, you know, fourth quarter comeback. Although you know, Kenny Pickett is Mister Fourth Quarter Comeback. I, I put out this tweet today. Since the Steelers by last year, they are twelve and five. They've played seventeen games. It started with week 10 last year through week nine of this season. They've played 17 games. They're 12 and five over their last 17 games. But the Steelers are 11 and two in games, both started and finished by Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Now, is he the sole reason that they win the game? No, no, it's a team game. But they do much better when he starts and finishes. They're 11 and two. And now there's 11 wins. They have six fourth quarter comebacks. Um, seven game winning drives crazy so i would like this game to not add to that total of the fourth quarter comebacks i would like for them to be the head the whole time so there we go there's your last minute thoughts i really gotta roll out of here hey make sure you're you're checking out everything this week both of the podcast side and the editorial side at steelcardnetwork.com it's a normal week we will have our normal lineup for you and I'm excited about it. I'm ready to sit on my couch, wave my terrible towel, have something to cheer about, and watch just a nice football game and, and taking it. It's been 10 days since I've seen the Steelers. I'm really antsy for this one. I really want it to get here, and I really want it to be something that I can enjoy. So as I always say, to close these out, go Steelers. <laughs>